Hi, and welcome to Chatty AF, the Anime Feminist Podcast. I'm Caitlin, one of the managing editors at AniFem and a reviewer at Anime News Network. Today, I'm joined by my fellow staffers, AniFem staffers, that is, uh, <laughs> Peter and Alex. And go ahead and introduce yourselves. Uh, hey, I'm Alex. I'm a contributions editor here at AniFem. In my other life, I am completing and very soon submitting a thesis in queer fiction that is very soon, end of the month, and then I'll be able to stop talking about it on this podcast. And you're free. I will be free. <laughs> and I'm uh, Peter Phobian. I'm manager of YouTube content strategy at Crunchyroll and a uh, contributor here at Enemy Feminist. I'm uh, at Peter Phobian on Twitter. In case um, this sounds very familiar, do not adjust your podcast. I did read word for word my intro from the mid-season. Because we are all deep into premieres, we are all exhausted because the premieres this year, this time, are terrible. And watching bad anime is exhausting. Emotionally taxing. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. They won't freaking stop. And there's no hope now because nothing else coming out looks like it's going to be good. Because we're at oh, the man. tail end here. But um, we're looking back instead of forward this today. Yes. Now, <laughs> now we look back, not at the premieres we just watched over the last week and a half, but at the um, anime season that wrapped up a week and a half ago, which I failed to watch. And now I'm really wishing I had because, you know, I did not appreciate what I had when I had it, which was good anime. <laughs> Uh, you don't know what you got till it's gone. To quote yeah. that, um, the who whoever wrote that song. The there are two poet. options here. <laughs> there are two. There you got two options. Either Joni Mitchell or uh, the Counting Crows covered it. Ah, well, I think it's Joni Mitchell. <laughs> well, let's get into it then. Let's let's look back down down the path. Uh, to the beautiful paradise of the summer, uh, the summer, yeah. uh, the, the spring season, <laughs> before we delve back into the summer season. <laughs> they paved paradise and put up a slavery isekai. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> anything notable in the uh, pit of shame and red flags? Pit of shame and red flags. Uh, no, nothing has changed. All right. No. Yellow flags. Uh, yellow flags, I do. I will just say that in The Greatest Demon Lord is reborn as a typical nobody. Uh, they were kind of, uh, the dude had like an elven waifu uh, from his previous incarnation. Sure. That he thought of fondly a lot. I think her dying or something was one of the reasons he decided to reincarnate himself. And he keeps watching plays about his previous self, very Thor style, like watching Matt Damon uh, reenact <laughs> your life. Uh, and uh, all the portrayals of his uh, devoted elven wife girl, uh, he said like, that's not accurate at all. Then they end up time traveling and you meet her and she's like this very statuesque uh, kind of rowdy uh, elf girl who loves getting into fist fights with people. Oh, that sounds really good. Yeah, it was, I thought it was really good. Uh, uh, very bisexual, uh, except that uh, her, that expresses itself as uh, she's kind of a predatory lesbian, yeah. uh, which sucks. Yep. So uh, they it almost did a good thing. Uh, and then it didn't. And that's all I have to say. Well, oh well. 
it is them's the breaks. Yep. Uh, Thank I'm... you for those those field notes. Yeah, you're <laughs> welcome. <laughs> All right. So I did not finish most of the anime that I was um in the middle of last time we spoke. That's all right. We'll make it work. Yeah. Um, we'll figure it out. But I did finish Ya Boy Kong Ming. What an incredible show. Yeah. Party people. Yes, basically <laughs> perfect. Oh, yeah? What did you think? Yeah. Oh, God. You were expecting me to speak coherently on the subject, Alex? <laughs> That's true. I my mean, brain, I... <laughs> my brain is mush we're for watching so much bad anime. Again, anyway, cast her eye back. Cast, think of paradise. Go back to the Three Kingdoms era. Oh, it feels like the end of the show was five years ago instead of <laughs> what two weeks. Anyway, um, yeah, I really enjoyed how your boy Kong Ming wrapped up. Um, last time we talked, we kind of discussed about how Aiko was kind of like um a secondary character in her own journey because Kong Ming was basically constantly going. Now do this. Now mm-hmm. do this. Now do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like while, you know, it was still all according to Keikaku <laughs> by the end, um, uh, Eiko did kind of start to have more of an active character growth arc alongside Nanami from Azalea. Yeah, it did. Um, it feels like it. Um, it uh, really did respond to our kind of critiques and concerns that yeah, Aiko was a bit, um, yeah, a passenger in her own story, as you say, and she was a bit isolated as kind of like the only good female character. Um, but yeah, they brought in Azalea, and that gave us sort of more of a nice spectrum. It gave her a, a friend who's kind of a complicated friendship with this other young woman. And it was great, you know? It, it gave the show a real kind of, like, fun uh, emotional core to carry it through to the finale. Yeah, and, you know, I thought it was really interesting. So, because the whole thing with Azigalia is that their producer, in order to make them popular, forces them to dress in these just really... A horrible, skimpy, just lascivious outfits. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're not wearing them by choice. They're not like feeling empowered by them. And when Aiko is watching, Nanami's like, don't look at me. And in a weird way, it made me think of those PowerPoint presentations about Kill a Kill that were everywhere on the internet <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> That's that's looking back down the stream. That's looking backward into the past. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe it's because Nanami's costume also reminds me a little bit of Junketsu. Mm -hmm, But like, mm -hmm. um, in that the whole discourse was kill a kill is feminist because it tells you to ignore the male gaze. You know, you should be proud of your body and feel strong in it. um, No matter what you're wearing, no matter what people are looking at you know, how people are looking at you. And Nanami is feeling, even though this costume probably contributed to Nanami's popularity as a singer, she's feeling very um, disempowered by wearing, being forced to wear it. Mm -hmm. And there's like the kind of dehumanizing aspect as well. Mm -hmm. They're all wearing these eye masks. So like, Mm -hmm. you can't, you can't see their eyes through them. They don't, 
yeah, their sort of individuality has been scraped away in the name of profit, um, which I thought was pretty scathing. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. it doesn't follow it through into the deepest thing in the world, but I thought it was a pretty scathing, like, oof, this, you know, um, critique mm-hmm. of the music industry in that, yeah, these these you know they had they had the dream they had the girl band they wanted to do their own thing and this guy basically said no you as you are as individuals as human beings you're never gonna make money in this town kid mm-hmm. so put on these you know bikinis basically and these masks that make you no longer people and then we'll see how we do and indeed that kind of works but it makes them miserable and i thought i don't know that was a really interesting thing to explore um it resolved in a way that I felt was maybe a bit soft on the the critique but I don't know it's because I mean you know I guess for the what were your thoughts before I before I tumble down into mine (laughs) it's like he can't just be a gross dude like he has to be a failed artist on his own who's like projecting his own like failure onto them trying to trying to make them popular like come on guys sometimes producers are just like gross it felt like it um i don't know it it got most of the way there in terms of being like hey sometimes the music industry is a bit skeevy and sucks but kind of made it it's it's just this guy's problem it's not a systemic thing don't worry about it yeah which look in the end what is this show it is a time travel comedy about a guy from the three kingdoms era hanging out in like the club scene in Tokyo what business do I have asking this show to try and be realistic right Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you know and it's going for a very you know it's about following your dreams and making it bigger in the music industry so I feel like with that built in it would be a bit um off tone to suddenly be like Mm -hmm. oh but the music industry is full of you know it's it's terrible so I I can definitely see the narrative purpose of going in this direction. I found it a tiny bit frustrating, but, you know, knowing what the show is going for, that's fine. Whatever. I warmed up to it. And, you know, Aiko has a friend and they're still going to be making music. So it all kind of, yeah, happy end. Again, not a realistically happy end, but again, the show's not trying to be realistic, is it? We're here to have a good time. Party people, three kingdoms. Yeah. Um, So move... Speaking of good times, Spy Family, which yeah. everyone on the team is watching, um, one of the first few shows I finished. Um, yeah, though are we? This one's coming back to us in October, so I guess we can't do our full sort of wrap up thoughts at this point. Um, but we can do a little stop off. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Peter, would you like to talk? Would you like to get a chance to speak? Uh, sure. I guess uh, miraculous, show-stopping, ten out of ten. Never <laughs> extremely good. I mean, like I don't know what to say. Uh, I think uh, during the mid-season, we all had a. Well, it was pretty glowing endorsement. I've been talking this thing up since the manga came out. Pretty much everybody mm-hmm. who read the manga has. Uh, it's just it feels really good. Hasn't done anything bad. It's funny. It's cute. I think actually, well, I, I don't know about every, there is one, one hang up I've got is I'm pretty sure they decided to skip the chapter where Yor gets shot in the butt on oh, a yes. mission <laughs> and then they go on a date. So unless that is the first episode of the second core, uh, I will be extremely disappointed since that's one of my favorite chapters. And I, I just can't imagine why you'd want to skip that like 10 out of 10 content in what is a 10 out of 10 manga. <laughs> 
So that that is my feeling. I I might have to take a full point. Uh, like it's a nine out of ten instead of a ten out of wow. ten. Wow! <laughs> it's a well, good chapter. What about chapter, all I agree. of the ones that they expanded? Uh, that that was pretty good. I I did uh find it funny that like whenever they do filler in shonen anime, it always seems like they they sometimes they put a lot more effort into the animation than they do for the stuff that's actually canon, like that mm-hmm. sequence with the the balloons or whatever the, the that where he was your man was or was that what he was called i don't know uh, lloyd man i think lloyd man, man yeah when he was uh, oh yeah it would be lloyd not your uh yeah, lloyd man uh was like one of the most the best animated sequences in the whole show and completely fictitious and not in the manga at all uh, uh very un- unusual that they decided to put most of their efforts into that uh, although i guess they can they can really concentrate on movement and stuff in that sort of segments uh, I thought I thought that was really nice. I especially liked how all the spies were overjoyed to have the opportunity to get their ass kicked by Twilight. Uh, <laughs> that was cute. So yeah. uh, I think the original content's pretty good. It's just that it's the one of the best chapters. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll have to watch out for it in the second second half. Yeah, it's like Jujutsu Kaisen. There's a date night chapter. If they skip that one, I'm going to be pissed off. <laughs> Maybe I'll watch Jujutsu Kaisen this season. No, you should. That's the true. Date... You'll, have, you'll have time. <laughs> yeah, it, right? It, it's coming up. The the date night uh, one, I think, is like one of the next chapters after the first season left off. And it is one of my favorite chapters in the manga. It always is in Shonen. I don't know why. Black Clover did a really good job with their date night. It's uh, just fun, <laughs> like having characters chilling out together. Yeah, yeah. Being goofy. Mm-hmm. Bouncing off one another. Yeah. Uh, letting the hair down a little bit. Yeah. Well. So I, I do love spy family 10 out of 10 but i and this is a feeling i have about the manga as well i wish your got more to do yeah Mm. um the manga did end up giving her at least a couple arcs um i haven't read in a while but there was in it was in the middle of an arc where she did actually have a good amount of stuff to do um when i last read but generally speaking she does not get nearly as much to do as uh, Lloyd does, which I mean, I guess Lloyd is the protagonist. Um, she's a less he well, he's the point of view character, and she's less dynamic than Anya because that's mm. a high bar to clear. More, <laughs> yeah. more reactive character for sure. Um, she gets her job and she follows it, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the manga did have that huge uh, c- cruise ship arc. Uh, where Ooh, you that's what I was talking to. about. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if that'll be in the second split. It might be like the third core if they have a third core or like oh, maybe sure the second half of the second core at the earliest. Um, but yeah, I actually need to still finish that in the manga. But I, yeah, I remember they, they, they did surprisingly put her in the center for, for that period. Well, that's good because I'm, I'm not up to that bit yet. Um, so that's exciting to hear that that's down the track. Um, yeah. yeah, and I... I I agree with that, Caitlin. I feel like one my one critique. Well, my my other critique is that is yours brother, just because he's oh, weird in a way that I personally don't find funny, and I don't really enjoy that trope. Um, though you know there are some good slapstick moments in his in your the dinner party episode there. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Yor is fantastic. The people obviously love her. So more Yor is never a bad day idea. And I hope that we get to see her. Yeah, more of her interior world and stuff like that going forward, for sure. Once again, like, 
spy families, bisexual culture. Yeah. <laughs> I do like how they expand all the, like, I think that you, you get like a panel in the manga of like a, your th- showing on, you had to like do some sort of physical activity and in the anime, they always turn into a sequence. Uh, That's true. Your... Yeah. We got that whole sports anime uh, transformation <laughs> for the, yeah, yeah. the um, dodgeball episode. That was good. So that was fun. Always Anya suffering and you're doing something superhuman. So uh, <laughs> yeah. Those, yeah. Uh Good for her. But yes, excited to see that little family again in October, is it? Is it coming back for this for fall season? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, It's a fantastic. So yeah, I don't think we have anything too much else to say. Spy Family is still yeah. good and we hope that it still continues to be good and are excited to see it again. So you will hear from us again about the Forger family, for sure. But only at the season <laughs> retrospective for that season because mm-hmm. we don't talk about sequels. Let's see. Love after world domination. Ah, oh, I did not catch up on this one. I nope. I heard you give it a glowing review last time, Peter. I checked it out, but I didn't ultimately. It didn't grab me quite enough to give it my limited time. But do you have any other thoughts? Yeah, I mean that makes sense. It's just kind of like sweet and funny and dopey. Uh, I wouldn't really say it's it is not thought provoking in any way. Uh, <laughs> uh, so like if you don't if you like are looking for something that's really gonna you know be like uh, what do you call it cathartic or psychologically fulfilling, it's probably not gonna be <laughs> that. But uh, I, I feel like it really maintained the course. It's uh, it was really cute. Uh, very wholesome. Uh, the, the only time I think it really only got a little bit weird when they, there's like a the school nurse does this thing where like if you're sick she treats you like a baby. Uh, <laughs> okay. So she like dresses up Desmi like a like a little toddler when she gets sick, which was a little uncomfortable. Uh, and that was just like I don't know, like a, a five minute gag. So uh, in like episode eleven. Um, which, and that's the only part that really stood out to me is like, oh, maybe they could have just not done this instead. That would have been great. Um, mm-hmm. it's also really nice seeing a series where the characters get together in the first episode yeah. and it's about mm-hmm. them being in a nice relationship. Uh, I like the Romeo and Juliet aspect, uh, where, you know, they're on opposite sides of this, uh, war between good and evil. And then all their, uh, like slowly their squad mates start to find out that they're in a relationship and decide to support them for various reasons. So oh, that's, nice. that's, that's nice. pretty cute too. Nice that they're supportive. Yeah. Not the villains though. Cause uh, I, I feel like that wouldn't turn out too good, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just kind of like, you know, left off with our story will be continued. I, it, I think it's based on a manga. Uh, so I don't know if it, there was any sort of conclusion in mind, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Cute series. Really liked it. That's nice. There were a few, mm. um, a couple of rom-coms this season that i think we'll end up talking about yeah yeah i uh, i uh gave it credit for doing the thing where they are together in the first episode but there's another series that did that as well indeed yeah. the niche is being filled yeah. <laughs> is healer girl a rom-com mm, not i don't expect so um was none of us uh, none of yeah none of the three of us are watching it no but did, gave it a pretty glowing review i think Mera has been enjoying it as well, I think. So you will probably hear from other members of the team about Healer Girl sometime soon. Next up is Ahar, which is a romantic comedy, which yep. is Aharen Sanhua Hakare Nai. Oh, yes. So, uh, which I fell behind on. So, Peter, go monologue <laughs> at us again. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I, I thought it was going to be, uh, what do you call it, platonic, but they ended up uh, in like the last the three or so episodes uh, turning it into 
getting that you know romance subplot thing where uh, they ask each other out and they say yes, and then they're a couple by the end of the series, which was nice. It was fine. Uh, I like. I think they executed it pretty well. Um, I, I'm not like. I wasn't super invested in being platonic, but I appreciated that it was platonic when I thought that's what it was going to be. So, oh, I was just going to say, I think, I mean, I've not watched this one. Um, again, a disclaimer as always, I gave this yeah. one a pretty scathing review in the first episode. So, no one is happier than me to learn that it's really just come good and is quite lovely and enjoyable. Um, and yeah, that's really interesting, you know, to see like. I don't know, that you have a, a strong friendship as the basis for the romantic relationship. You don't always get that, you know, but that's kind of yeah, nice. Yeah, that's really nice. I'll, I'll, I'll finish it eventually. Yeah, I, I put it up pretty high on my, like, slice of life comedy series. Uh, okay. Nothing's probably ever going to hit the Tanaka Kun is always listless level, but this one's pretty, like, maybe top five. I oh, really nice. like the the thing this series does is normally with these series the main character there's is always like where it's like the person who sits next to me is like insane uh like tanari no seki kun it's always like the main character is a normal person a normal human being uh and the the person's always doing wild stuff and they're always reacting to how crazy it is so it's like your perspective character or whatever Mm -hmm. but the more the series continues you realize that uh the main dude is just as stupid and insane as Aharon is and he's he's calmly explaining all of his like rationalizations for what he's doing and you're slowly realizing he's like oh no he is also an idiot <laughs> none, none of his uh rationalizations about what she's doing ever makes sense and uh he's also crazy and like further driving her down the path of badness so it's oh, uh so I they're like made for each other yeah 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 it's pretty funny yeah <laughs> Ah, oh, that's not again. No one is happier than me to learn that it came good. <laughs> to learn that it's come good. That sounds yeah. great. I will perhaps good, go back and check it out now that it has such a glowing review. Yeah, it's very sweet, very funny. Wonderful. Mm. Glad to hear it. Will looking forward to finishing it. One of my top ten fidget spinner animes as well. <laughs> fidget spinner animes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Alex, it looks like you finished, you did not finish Fanfare of Adolescence. <laughs> no, I, I just, like I sort of talked about last time, I wanted to have the faith it was going to do something interesting and, but I just, I fell off. That's okay. Because the, um, the folks at the, um, the This Week in Anime column on ANN mm-hmm. had a great little wrap up of the series and kind of what it did that was weird and disappointing. So you can just go <laughs> read that. Um, yeah, I got nothing else to say but the horse boys. They tried, but they didn't. They did not hit the. I, I'm looking for some sort of horse racing, racing pun to um <laughs> to talk about them not quite making it. But yeah, no it was not boys. a photo finish. It was not yeah. a photo finish. <laughs> all that's all I could think of was like, how do thank I you, perfect. I watched yeah. two seasons of Uma Musume. I couldn't think of a single horse racing joke. <laughs> See, that, well, that's a show I'm going to have to go back and rewatch, I think. Because that, I think, is a superior uh, horse racing show <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from what it's I have one, heard. It's one oh. never really left the gate. Oh, okay. that, there you go. Yeah. Okay. 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 So Executioner and Her Way of Life. This one I did finish. What a, what a fucking series there. Oh, yeah. Honestly, oh. like... I feel like this is kind of in my runaway, like, surprise favorite of the season. Um, oh, it's, I'm not I mean, surprised by it being one of my favorites. <laughs> Actually, uh-huh. that's true. Maybe I shouldn't be surprised. I maintain my uh, review from last time that it's something that, like, my I would have gone absolutely feral for when I was, like, 15, 16. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, it's just fun. It's, like, dark and grimy and, like, 
a lot of the magic operates on rule of cool, mm-hmm. you know, kind of stuff. And rule yeah, of gross, has, kind of though. Yeah, rule of like, this, like especially that final arc, like the body horror and the creepy children mm-hmm. and just the just yeah. Just a mm-hmm. whale of a time all around, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you if you like that kind of thing. Um and yeah, we have this cast of just yeah, like like we said last time, all the main characters are women and girls. So we have a great variety of personalities, uh, and you know motivations and levels of unhingedness (laughs) (laughs) and i think that's beautiful (laughs) so okay this is gonna sound maybe like a weird thing to say but hopefully but bear with me here Mm -hmm. um if you gender swapped the cast it wouldn't feel strange does that make sense like i'm not saying it's like perfectly gender neutral but it doesn't have a lot of the like contrivances and conventions they put into um anime with all female casts to kind of um soften it. Yeah, they don't they don't necessarily feel like they're written to be the girl in a in a cast. They kind right. of just feel like they're written to be people doing their thing. Uh Yeah, no, I think like, that makes sense. I can see what you mean by that, for sure. Momo grabbing at um Menno's thighs mm. probably wouldn't have because that's a very like sp- specific thing to Yuri anime for some reason. Yeah, I mean we know why. Although you know, I if someone wants to write men appreciating men's thighs, I would be down for that. It's about the equity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not I mean, because, not because I like men's thighs. Um, <laughs> I mean, and you know, a a benefit of having a cast full of women, and you know, because it's a Yuri kind of a cast full of women who have all various like weird, you know, interlocking relationships of sexual tension with each other. You have that nice spectrum established. It's like, okay, yeah, Momo's a bit, you know, creepy at times with her overbearing crush on her mentor, but there are also other, you know, characters we can read as lesbian. Overbearing crushes. Yeah, and just like, I don't know, it's like the the shows, like, you look at, I'm not gonna, no spoilers if people are interested, but just the sort of setup of Mino and Akari's relationship and that central conceit of that is really interesting and I'm, you know, kind of, I don't know, I feel like it's not, it's not trying to model at any point, like, a nice, cute, healthy relationship for you to aspire to or to enjoy. (laughs) So I'm like, I don't know, definitely those tropes are still worth picking apart, 100%, but I, I don't know, the fact that all of them were all their own different kinds right. of weird so, and messed up. Right, kind I was going to say, <laughs> none of them have, like, nice, healthy relationships because they're all super fucked up. Yeah, they're all like, unhinged in their own unique, beautiful way. <laughs> but they're also, like, I mean, we don't know about Princess Ashuna necessarily, but they're all unhinged and fucked up by, like, the systems of this world. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, Menno and Momo are fucked up because they're assassins. Mm-hmm. Um, Akari is, is fucked up because of the she has a pure concept. Mm. Um, although it seems like she mm, did not have a happy life previously on Earth. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping this one gets a continuation. Honestly, like it leaves off. Like it, you can, it wrap wraps up nicely. I think in terms of like you know you get resolution for like the villains a- and the arcs was playing with, but it very much ends on to be continued. And I would love to see 
yeah. how this unfolds because there are so I many would, things going on here that I'd I would love so to see resolved. Watch a second season. I would mm-hmm. so watch a second season. And I mean, I guess I could always like buy the light novels or whatever, but mm. I mean, A, I'm usually not very impressed by light novel writing. Um, just the quality of the prose. <laughs> Although I've skimmed through my friend's copy, it looks more readable to me than most, but still. Mm-hmm. Also, the anime's visuals are just um so awesome that I mm-hmm. want to see it, you know, put to put to screen and visualized. Yeah, just like it says something very rewarding, like we said, about just like a fantasy series, like a genre series full of unhinged women. Um you know, that's I could recommend it for that alone, uh, honestly. Though, yeah, obviously, go in, yeah, being aware of those body horror uh, kind of aspects and the, yeah, just I, I want more of it. I would eat it up, but yes, yeah, with a spoon, with a spoon, not but, even um, with a spoon. Like I wouldn't wait for the spoon. I just stick my face directly it, like... in it. <laughs> uh, but yes, please, please, please tell me what's going on in Birdie Wing. <laughs> so I... much. Oh man, am I the only one here watching it? Oh my yep. god. Um <laughs> Yes, you have the floor. Take us into the world of uh the golf mafia. I mean they wrapped up the mafia arc. Eve transfers to Ollie's school. Okay. So it becomes still unhinged, <laughs> but less so um than the mafia arc. But it gets even gayer. Okay, okay. That's uh, a fair trade-off, I want to say. <laughs> but I don't know. Talk me through it. <laughs> um, so, instead of it just being, like, random women polishing their clubs threateningly and, <laughs> and magical hypnotic crotch stank. Ah, yes. <laughs> Classic. Okay, you know what? I just rem- remembered for full disclosure, um, I did. I haven't watched the final episode yet. That is actually something I'm going to do probably almost immediately after we finish recording this because my friends who I've been watching it with are coming over. But they're all, you know, it's all girls school. Or if there are boys there, they don't matter. <laughs> um, boys exist in this world. They just don't matter. Mm-hmm. Classic, <laughs> um, classic. There's one male character who is uh, Reya Amaro, <laughs> voiced by Toru Furuya, uh, which um, I don't know if either of you are big enough Gundam geeks to get that. Ah, okay, I see. Yeah, no, somewhere out there, Laura, uh, Lauren, Lauren Orsini is yelling, are you kidding me? <laughs> um, <laughs> Toru Furia, of course, being the voice of Amuro Ray, the original Gundam protagonist. Ah, uh, right. So the name of the yeah. So the, is this character just like a whole cloth reference to, to this Gundam I guess character? He doesn't look like Amuro. Like okay. he doesn't. Nothing about him other than his name and his voice are Amaro, as far as I know. I have not actually watched original Gundam. Um, even though I have a shirt that says you can do it, Amaro, because I thought it was funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fake Gundam girl. Uh-oh. 
all of our critics are gonna come for us. I'm and a real so horse loopy. girl. So that's <laughs> I'm so loopy right now because I've been watching so much bad anime. God, it's 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 all good. But Birdie Wing, would you classify anyway. Birdie Wing as a good anime? I guess yes. is the the follow-on question from that. <laughs> it is completely unhinged. It like I said in the mid-season and I think probably early on in any season write-ups, it is completely unhinged in a way that girls sports anime almost never is. Mm-hmm. Uh, for this, I would not say you could just gender swap the cast and nothing would be changed. But it also uh, is not a Moe girl series. Even once they get to the, the school arc, it doesn't turn into, oh, all these polite society girls putting golf balls. No, they all have these crazy ass shonen techniques that they <laughs> golf with. Like, Eve is now completely out of her depth among all these, like, well-heeled young women who have been playing golf since they were, like, you know, six months old or whatever. <laughs> uh, buying the best equipment. You know, she's got a new caddy because Lily is back home working at her friend's store, which is now, um, they are no longer illegal immigrants. Okay. So they can openly do business and... um I don't remember her name, but the girl who owns it is like wearing a freaking suit behind the bar. It's oh, nice. great. Nice, They're nice. doing great. Um, but most importantly, Eve gets to see Aoi all the time mm-hmm. whenever she wants. I really hope the twist does not turn out that they're sisters. Like I'm oh, thinking. Is that on the cards? Oh, you know, Eve, like, mysteriously knows Japanese for no, like, <laughs> she has no idea why. <laughs> she doesn't why. She just, like, has it as intrinsic, like, what? Wow, I, I wish literally, was a real thing of, you could do. They're like, life. oh, you speak Japanese? And she's like, huh, I guess I do. What? Um, Is that, like, that's like freaking Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not an invalid comparison. Um, All of the girls, you know, at this school are just, like, completely gay for Eve because she's this hot blonde. Eve looks weirdly like Aoi's mom because I just remembered I'm supposed to be talking about why we think they might be sisters. But also, they kissed. Not like a, like sloppy full-on sloppy makeouts kind of kiss like a you know gentle peck on the cheek kind of kiss but still hmm i really hope it's not like oh a sisterly kiss that's fascinating Mm -hmm. (laughs) and this is getting a second half you said yes okay well mist of the summer we will have to see how that unfolds I really wonder if it's doing better in Japan than it is here. Because, Peter, I believe you mentioned that it is not doing great here. It's not popular, no. <laughs> Which is a shame. Everyone needs to go out and watch Birdie Wing. Because it's so fucking good. I don't um, know. It, it could be. I, I'm not sure what. Uh, this could be some sort of like multi uh, media marketing thing. I don't know if they're selling golf products or 
something alongside of it or there's a gotcha game but it has a lot of gundam tie-ins i don't i haven't heard anything about it having a a gotcha game although i wouldn't be shocked if it did because it has a large female cast Mm -hmm. Mm. i mean maybe they're all gonna end up in mechs at the end like that's gonna be the (laughs) final arc they're gonna be doing mecha golf for the you know the sunrise time I think there's a rob- there's a video game about that, but I don't think it's a tie into it made by Sunrise? I mean, uh, what is it? A Bandai Studios? Or Bandai, uh, Bandai, Bandai Namco Pictures. Entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Which is a way oh, it worse is. name it than is. Sunrise. It's a terrible name. It's literally by uh, yeah, yeah, Bandai Namco Pictures. Quote oh, yes, that's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so, hmm, yeah, could happen. We'll have to keep an eye out, I suppose. <laughs> yeah um oh my gosh but oh my gosh okay so birdie wing is unfinished and has many mysteries <laughs> there are characters perhaps... in the opening that haven't shown up yet okay interesting do we know when it's coming back uh Winter, I, I want to say they said uh i'm looking at the wikipedia it says january 2023 yeah oh my gosh all right well i guess we will uh look forward to having our you know our psyche cracked open with the golf club again <laughs> come january <laughs> Um, for now, though, should we s- keep scooting up the list? Yeah, I was um, going to say, time to keep moving so that Vry doesn't yell at us again. <laughs> so Shikimori is next. Yes. Um, so I have not, okay, so I have not finished any of these shows. So Alex, I'm actually going to turn over to you to host. So I've, um, I've, the final episode of Shikimori came out just today after some delays um, due to, I think, the, the studio got COVID, I believe you said. Yeah. The entire um, fucking studio got COVID. Which, honestly, I didn't. I don't feel like that affected the production. I was, you know, like, instead of, they had a couple of delayed weeks where they didn't have episodes, but they had like a little like a uh, voice actor commentary instead, which I thought was really fun. Um but yeah, this one, this one was fun. I ended up checking it out um, because you kind of talked it up so much last time, Peter, and I really enjoyed it. I think this is also a surprise favorite for me um, this season. It's not like reinventing the wheel in terms of like, I don't know, I feel like there's a there's a possibly an itch to say it's so cool and subversive because, you know, the kind of gendered tropes you might expect for the, the boy and the girl in a romance are swapped around or played with a lot, but... I don't know. I I I wouldn't go as far as saying it's it's that necessarily, but it's fun. It gives us some refreshing stuff to work with. Um, like we said before, I enjoy that they are already dating, and so we get to see, you know, that dynamic rather than the kind of drawn out will they won't they that use more common. Um, and they're just nice kids, you know. You just get some fun stuff. You get to see again. I don't know how this kind of resolves in the final episode, so hopefully it doesn't do anything drastic that proves me wrong. <laughs> but um yeah i don't know the the little flashback showing how shikimori is like kind of navigating femininity and like she was kind of a tomboy kid who wants to you know clean up her act a bit for high school but then you know does something super cool and badass to help the main uh izumi the main character and she's like dad i blew it no one's gonna think i'm a cute girl and he's like just staring at her like you are the coolest person i've ever seen and i love you for the parts of you you think are socially unacceptable that i enjoy again not like it's not setting the world on fire as a revolution i don't think it is still you know uh, a shonen rom-com but it's fun it's nice i really enjoyed it and i enjoy that it has those few sort of uh, refreshing elements in terms of the gender stuff tm 
Yeah, I think it utilizes it well while not in, investing the entirety of it into uh, basically playing with those tropes. So it's mm-hmm. got other stuff to offer. Like I, yeah. I do think uh, Izumi's kind of interesting as uh, uh, sort of like I don't know. I don't want to say if it's analyzing a trope, but kind of like the the clumsy, unfortunate character and how that affects him psychologically, where he has yeah. like a, a defeatist attitude uh, that he's. Uh, always battling with and how his supportive friend group helps out with that. Uh, I also think that the, the larger cast uh, is very good and it's made uh, good use of some other characters, subplots like Kamiya as well. That was a really good episode. Yeah. The, um, the friends are fun as well. I really like them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I, I was a bit concerned with the Shikamori backstory thing. Cause I, I did find it weird that uh, she would, I, I liked the idea that she was good at a lot of stuff and, but wasn't really invested in many things and was having trouble mm. kind of like uh, finding a purpose. And then read a shoujo manga and decided she wanted to be a cute girl that got swept off her feet by a dude. Yeah, after like <laughs> one afternoon yeah. engaging yeah. with me, she's like, ah, this is what I must do now. So yeah, I didn't why read we not have gender roles in series. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, but then she, she helps uh, Izumi get his thing out of the tree and he, he's obviously spin with her because she's cool. And I think that was kind of a second awakening for her. She's like, oh no, maybe, I just wanted somebody who appreciates me for me. And, mm-hmm. and I think that kind of, that turned it around. I was getting a little nervous there. Yeah, me too. Uh, I was like, man, I was, don't, don't, don't do this. I'm holding that uh, on you. <laughs> but really, I just wanted to be a cute girl the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was yeah. good. Uh, I think it, it ended pretty well. I Again, another series where they're in a relationship for the whole series. And it's about a couple kind of navigating different aspects of being in a relationship uh, having to be emotionally vulnerable with somebody, uh, just kind of all, all that stuff rather than just uh, an agonizing build up to maybe a confession <laughs> or a kiss or something like that. So I appreciate that fun. level too. Yep. Yeah. Which can be fun, but it's nice to have yeah a different flavor from time to time. Um, yeah. I, uh, the, the manga, good. the first volume of the manga was free on Kodansha recently, so I checked it out too. I, I, I guess it's one of those manga where it's like like four to eight pages, very short stories. Uh, like, yeah, and it, it kind of always ends with Shikamori doing something cool, and it's me going like, "Wow, I'm in love." Uh, so <laughs> uh, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm, I, I'm saying that because I'm sort of impressed with the way they turned it into like a longer form storytelling. I don't know whether okay. the later manga gets. Because I'm assuming all of this is in the the, the volumes as well, um, so it like has these like more developed narratives. But uh, very impressive that all of this came out of a series where it was kind of like uh, a couple steps above a four coma, basically. <laughs> hmm. Well, yeah, very nice. So yeah, Shigamori good. Um, there's you know some deeper stuff we can get into there with, you know, yeah, like I said, Shikamori navigating kind of the expectations of femininity, but I don't know. Maybe that's an article for another day. Maybe I'm just like, it's not that deep. It's just fun. This is good kids. <laughs> um, Heroines run the show is what is next. You mentioned, oh, you have dropped this one, Caitlin. I, no, no, yes, you have not dropped this one. Have no. you get to the end of this adventure, Caitlin? No, I haven't finished any of these. Oh, done. Um, <laughs> luckily, I will have lots of time for you watching were... <laughs> backlog this season. I unfortunately didn't finish this one either. It got I got about two thirds of the way through, but it wasn't really my cup of tea. 
Um, the main problem I was having is that I love Hiori, as we have discussed, as I as I gushed about in my three episode review. Um, I liked her great. I thought she had great potential as a character. The trouble was, I didn't. I really didn't like any of the supporting cast around her. Yeah. Which meant that I didn't really enjoy watching her interact with them, and I wasn't really invested in seeing like these idol boys become less prickly to her. The, like I presume that was what was going to happen, but they I don't know. They took they took too long to try and be better people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't quite stick it out. What do you Thank think? God you were nice enough to them for long enough that they decided to stop being assholes to you. Uh, mm. Character development, great. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of felt like uh, Hiori was the best part of the series, but the series was pretty disinterested in Hiori. Yeah. Uh, I remember a lot of scenes where it's talking about, like, she's, like, doing wind sprints and her, her like, uh, teammate is saying, like, oh, you're slower today. Uh, and then, and that's it. So it's like, wait, is, is her track not doing as well? Uh, how's that developing? Like, that's literally the whole reason she became the manager in the first place. Yeah. Uh, the series does not care about her being a, in track. Uh, even though that's the whole reason she moved out, became a manager. It's like the impetus behind everything that happened in the series. It's her personal passion. Series doesn't give a fuck about it. So I, I think that sucks. Uh, yeah. The the plot seems to kind of resolve around the her friend, or maybe not actually her friend, uh, uh, taking photos of her and posting them all around because she's spending so much time with the boys because yeah. her friend is the, a fan of them. Uh, so she thinks she's being too intimate with them or something like that. Huh. I, I don't know. I, I, it like kind of resolved in a flowery way where it's like, oh, she's going to keep being their manager and she makes up with her friend. But I feel like all of the issues in the end of the series were just kind of pointing out really kind of deranged aspects of the idol industry, (laughs) like the idea that they can't have girlfriends and that their fans, uh, need to like be slavishly devoted to them. Like, they literally introduce, you find out that her friend is a fan of them because uh, you see her working in, like, uh, uh, what is that called? Like, one of those maid cafes. And she it's like, uh, she's, like, doing the moi moi kyun thing and putting a heart on an omelet and all that. And then she's, like, after her shift is done, she's just, like, in the, the uh, what do you call it? The changing room, looking at a mirror. There's dark circles under her eyes. She's, I think she says, I'm depleted, like, physically oh and God. spiritually. But I need oh to keep make, making money so I can like support uh, Kiss Lipex Lip or whatever. And I'm oh like, God. that's that's not healthy. So you need to like suffer through a really shitty job so you can make enough money to send presents to your favorite idol group or something and buy their CDs. Like, mm-hmm. no, like nothing about that seems great. And I'm supposed to like feel good about the ending. So um, I guess I felt pretty down about the series by the end. Is where I'm going around to on this one. Yeah, yeah. man, that's a shame because friends. yeah. No, that's man. Well, that is a shame. Um, what we? I don't think there's anything much else to wrap up with that one. Unfortunately, it had great potential. That's why it's up here at the top in the potential section. But eh, it's a bit disappointing that it kind of whiffed that. What did we reckon though about uh, Recipe for Happiness? This one was also fine, but I also felt a bit disappointed by it. Though then again, I do want to clarify that's possibly like the more to do with what the show kind of what I wanted it to do and what I expected from it and not necessarily anything it like objectively did wrong um kind of I kind of have the same critique that we talked about in the mid-season where it just felt a bit shallow in terms of it brought up these sort of great bittersweet deep 
uh, sort of, you know, this, touching on all these different social issues and these emotional issues that would affect the characters a lot and then resolves them super quickly. And as we, as we also said last time, asks a lot of investment in this, like, father-daughter duo that I was like, eh? I think they're just, like, more like kind of, I don't know, co-workers, siblings. It didn't, I don't know, it didn't... I thought this was going to be the series that we'd be like, oh my gosh, why am I crying about traditional Japanese sweets every week? Um, but it didn't quite hit that for me. Again, it's still nice, it's still fun, but it doesn't go into that, you know, deeper, more brain-thinky kind of stuff in terms of the, the emotional issues that it brings up in terms of, you know, child abandonment and uh, fun things like that. So eh, it, was, it was all right. It was pretty I like to looks around Kyoto, but I'm probably not going to recommend this one in the end. Um, yeah, alas. But uh, Dance Dance Danseur is our final one on the list today. Uh, how'd you go? How'd you guys go with that one? I actually feel real bad. Okay, I, I I messed up with my notes. I thought I'd watched the last episode, but I don't think I actually did, which is very important for this series since so much was riding on the climax. I feel. Because it got super complicated in the penultimate episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm gonna have to like cop out, I guess, and talk about it in more general terms. <laughs> That's Unfortunately, you won't yeah. spoil me. That's mm-hmm. true. That's oh, yeah. we're no spoiler mode. <laughs> well, I can't. I can't spoil. Well, how no, far you are can, you? Can okay, but okay. you won't. What? Oh, so because I'm because incapable. you haven't watched the last episode. Yeah, have you watched the second to last episode, Caitlin? No, I haven't watched any of the ones since um, Birdie Wing. Okay. Uh, it's all golf all the time. Yeah, yeah I just don't need anything else. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did go visit my parents and my dad did watch golf. And I'm just like, this is the worst episode of Birdie Wing I have ever seen. <laughs> oh, yes, nothing's going to compare. Um, the second okay, so season is just not up to the standards of the first one. Literally the worst sport ever invented. But, oh my uh, gosh. But Peter, you have the flaw in terms of dance, dance, danseur. Shit. Sorry. <laughs> how, do I, uh, how do I even summarize the penultimate episode? Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like it was, it's was. it been doing a lot with toxic masculinity in the series where uh, Junpei kind of like uh, warring with it, wanting to be perceived as masculine versus wanting to dance. Um and then it got to this really intense child abuse plot with Luo. Um, and in the penultimate episode, it got into this really complicated relationship where it's kind of like Luo in an effort to appease his abusive grandmother is, is trying to uh, like con- continue to do ballet, like, uh, like uh, fulfill her vision of ballet rather than maybe uh, what might make him personally happy. Uh, and, uh, oh my God, what's the girl's name? Uh, it's kind of revealed that she was kind of like, she helped him during this abusive period and sort of became like his emotional crutch, Miyako. In, in the penultimate episode, she kind of like offers herself up again as this kind of like, uh, and they, they, I, the, the reason I think that they might be kind of like self-aware about it is because they frame the whole thing through the, uh, eyes of what was the, the dance they did was a Swan Lake. Uh, where uh, Luo is, I don't know, I don't actually know Swan Lake, but uh, I'm just, uh, oh God, who was the uh, character that he played, the evil prince? She was kind of offering herself up in, in a similar way uh, as kind of like a, a sacrificial uh, 
individual for his uh, to so that he could continue to do uh, like be self-destructive but have her emotional support to stay uh, to to like continue through it while junpei was that the part that wasn't great was like junpei kind of encouraged her towards doing that like saying like we can't be together because you have to make sure that luo is okay and he obviously uh needs you to continue being like emotionally stable so they they kind of play out the moment uh in a in a way that is similar to the scene in swan lake that they played out earlier uh so i i'm hoping that means there's some sort of like uh, awareness by the writer as to like there's like yeah this isn't good (laughs) because it doesn't turn out well in swan lake either and kind of like you know taking a step back and dramatizing the moment in that manner uh kind of means they're aware of like the narrative structure they're going for uh i don't know uh uh, either way uh, it's kind of perilous Uh, i and even with that kind of self-awareness i don't like how junpei kind of encouraged her toward that movement Mm because even even in that situation it would kind of be his role to be trying to uh, free her from Luo rather than encouraging her to like go back into the the dark place, the sunken place, right? Uh, so uh, as I have not watched the final episode, I can't see how that rolled out, but it is obvious there's a lot of awareness in the story about how that's playing out and how Miyako was like is like actively sacrificing her own happiness for the sake of luo and being kind of his doing emotional labor for him um i think Lindsay also wrote something interesting about the series about uh how uh, like uh, comparing it to uh what was the the ball something ballroom ballroom? yeah yeah Yeah, where like the ladies uh, i think uh, the main girl is is basically nothing she's compared to like a ferrari since it's just like a guy needs the fanciest (laughs) car to drive on the dance floor uh Mm. since the guy's doing all the real dancing or something like that uh in this one i i feel like uh she is given a lot more agency but also uh the thing Lindsay wrote about was how she is her, or her reason for doing ballet was kind of getting affirmation from other people. Like uh, she, she found it hard to do ballet because it didn't seem like anybody was really invested in her success or believed that she could do much with it. And in, in that way, I kind of see why she is so willing to make sacrifices for Lo because uh, he was the first one to really encourage her to do ballet. Um, I do think that uh, in that, in that way, it kind of makes sense where she'd want to, make this sacrifice for him because uh, he was kind of in, I don't know. He, he encouraged her at all. I think it is great. And maybe it wasn't great that it like the only reason she's dancing as opposed to the two main characters is because like, she just wanted praise from people. But the fact that Luo uh, without any ulterior motive encouraged her to dance, I do think is, I'm not sure why I like that actually. (laughs) I, (laughs) I, I think it, it does kind of undermine her her presence in it. Like, you know, uh, where the guys want to dance because they're like uh, kind of individually passionate about it. And she was sort of seeking affirmation earlier. I do think that it is good that uh, outside of like, you'll succeed or uh, of course, you'll be one of the best dancers ever. Luo is just like, oh, no, you should definitely dance. And uh, that is kind of what allowed her to be able to invest herself in it. That was good. Uh, yeah, I just talked a lot. Uh, it's really hard. <laughs> there's, there's, 
yeah, it's a lot is kind of writing on how the and uh, assuming anything was resolved since I think there was like one more episode and then it's probably just gonna like leave off somewhere. So, uh, yeah, crazy series, am I right? Sounds like there's <laughs> a lot going on in that one for sure. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, we'll have to come back. And hey, yeah, the, I, I mean, I hope that was sensical and uh, you got something out of that. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. if it's not, we'll just cut it all out. Cool. Oh. So, well, I'm okay. the one editing this, so if it doesn't make sense to me now, then uh, I, I hope it makes sense to the Peter and several hours. It sounds like an interesting but potentially fraught engagement with the things it's bringing up. Right? Oh, yeah. Potentially it, article material down the track. Pitch it's us. been very fraught, if only because of like content warnings, because of like the immense amount of like child abuse and bullying in the series. So Yeah, yikes. Uh, yeah, regardless of whether you think the series is interesting or not, if you have problems watching kids getting bullied or uh, being abused by their parents, this is probably a no-go. Really? Yeah, I think that's probably the thing I should really emphasize now, since that was like an episode 10, 10 reveal, was like the this really intense episode of like Luo as a kid being abused by his grandmother, so which you would not have gotten in the mid-season. So I definitely want to make that as a standalone statement about it in case you mm-hmm. hadn't picked it up yet and that's a problem for you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah okay all right um Vry's gonna yell at us if we go much longer like they did for the mid-season so but real quick i want to check in about our um sequels from oh, the yes. season um for example kaguya sama season three uh, I did finish that. The ending had me shaking in my boots. Oh, was... <laughs> they did the damn thing. They finally did the damn thing, and it was like... perfect and amazing, and everything I wanted. Like they so... didn't. They didn't. It was funny because they didn't do the thing. They did something else that was like twice as <laughs> twice as intense. Which, like, no, no spoilers, I suppose, for the folks at home. Is there anything we need to kind of like? flag for this um i don't know not, i just not really because ishigami's whole arc was last season right yeah he's he's yeah. grown that because that the that's the, that was the part that always like that's like if it was this season i would really want to talk about it but other than that it is i don't want to just say it's just continuing what it was doing but it was you know there wasn't anything new or notable to talk about through a feminist lens mm-hmm. necessarily like it continues on with the uh the sort of themes and topics from the previous seasons that are really good um and yeah you know uh and I'm still it's thinking, horrible i'm still I was, thinking about i was chica. screaming <laughs> i'm still thinking about uh chica like rapping yelling motherfucker in English yes um, you know, they blink. let Chica say fuck Chica canani- <laughs> canonically says fuck and good for her oh, so that's the end of the season um, I've said that I'm watching Comey Can't Communicate I am not caught up on that one yet because I'm watching yeah. that one with my partner kind of when we want to binge but I feel like there's not too much to add from previous discussions okay. kind of based on what's going on um, anything else anything Peter, anything? Uh, outside of what you mentioned, <laughs> uh, Bookworm is good. It felt like it would, like, I watched it in, in fits and starts, uh, but it passed by really quick. Uh, I don't know if it, it seems like it's going to get a, yet another season, uh, but uh, mm-hmm. still pretty good. Good uh, for them. Kind of a, uh, taking a darker turn 
this arc though so all right i think that pretty much covers it and we did it all around time yeah with some snappy editing that'll be around the hour mark just beautifully beautifully so Um, pretty pretty solid season like some disappointments but some really high highs you know i think Mm. what do you reckon I think, yeah, it was a really good season, and I'm looking forward to actually finishing it yes. uh, in, in lieu of this season, which I'm not looking forward to pretty much anything. Um, everything has a giant asterisk in it. Oh, my God, this season's so bad. But we'll save that discussion for later. Indeed. Um, we'll come back. You will hear from us again. The adventure <laughs> will continue. Anyway, so we hope you've enjoyed this episode of Chatty AF. If you like what you've heard, tell your friends about us. Um, you can become a patron on our Patreon. We have three tiers starting with a dollar a month. And for $5 a month, you can join our Discord and you get pod, bo- uh, podcast bonus episodes. Um, we also have a store, animefeminist.com slash store with our amazing logo. Um, and now we have our special summer products with flip-flops and scrunchies and tote bags and crop tops um and you can deck out your entire goddamn body in our gorgeous logo anything you need for us for a bjorn beach episode yes um and um alex what would you call the kind of sandals that we have on there <laughs> so uh in australia we call that type of shoe a thong or thong- thongs as they are always in plural usually uh, <laughs> they are not listed as that on the site. I don't think we have any plans to be selling what Americans call a thong. <laughs> Although you know, we probably could. That might be an option. So you know, let us know in the comments. Get your anime feminist thongs on our yeah. store. Yeah. Oh my um, goodness. <laughs> or if you're interested in our brains and not our bodies, you can. <laughs> visit us at our website animefeminist.com on our tumblr at animefeminist and on twitter at animefeminist thank you so much for listening um <laughs> you know uh thank you Fem, and remember to wear sunscreen in the sun mm-hmm. especially if you're playing mafia golf it's hot out there